Welcome back, everybody, to the Associates Podcast. I suppose I might consider this season two, uh, though I didn't really plan it out that way. Life just sort of took it that way. But I'm happy to be having these conversations again with people in the business community. In this episode, I had the pleasure of having a conversation with Christy Hoffman, who runs a concierge services company called Task Christy, uh, helps run the Central PA Supports Small Business Fake Facebook page and organizes the networking events that are part of that group and is co-owner of Keys to Close, a real estate transaction coordination company. One of the most striking things about Christy is that despite all of these obligations and responsibilities, she never comes across like she's too busy for you. She's always very present in the moment and it's a skill that I think a lot of people would benefit from, including myself. Christy shares a number of valuable nuggets regarding the importance of building relationships, organization, creating mind space, and more. This was a fun conversation for me, and I know you will learn at least a thing or two from hearing her insight. Enjoy. Cool. Well, let's um, let's jump into it. I think you've got meetings or something coming up, so I want to respect your time, too. I just got kids to pick up. I mean. Oh, <laughs> nothing important. <laughs> but anyway, um, introduce yourself. What would uh, what should people know about Christy Hoffman? I'd say the biggest piece is just that I have a passion for the community and just passion for the small businesses around us. That's it's become part of my identity and just who I am and embodying that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Where did you grow up locally, Central PA? I didn't. I didn't. I was born and raised in Pittsburgh and moved out here in '98. No Pittsburgh accent though. I still keep some of my words. A little bit? Right. right. Yeah. What's like a big Pittsburgh word? like? So we do a lot of gum bands that are our rubber bands. Dumb bands? Gum bands. Gum bands. Mm-hmm. Yep, gum bands. And we have jagger bushes that are your little thorny thorny bushes that are inside that sticky as you're walking bad. by. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, tin foil. Yeah. It's your aluminum foil, I guess. Tin foil. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, gosh, it's gutchies or underwear. Gutchies. Gutchies. I have never uh-huh. heard that. Yep, yep. And gosh, that's uh, pretty much everything is just a buggy that there's no carts at the shopping store or the grocery store. It's all buggies. Pop, not soda. It, it is pop, I've yes. Heard that one. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there's every once in a while we hear new ones and I'm like, oh, I guess I did grow up saying that and didn't realize it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's funny. Yeah, it's, it's its own language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do, well, I, I know having worked for a company that was based in Pittsburgh, there's there's definitely an accent about it too. Like there is. I couldn't yeah. even try to imitate it. No, it's kind of like this like dirty twang, yeah, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's very like cool country sounding. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. I got in trouble when we first moved out here because I said suckers, not realizing that out here they say lollipops. Okay. And someone in homeroom was. was You're insulting ten, somebody. I was tenth grade asking someone if I could have her suckers, and she was like. Uh, I don't think you're asking what I think you're asking. Right. I was like, oh, I forgot you folks say something different here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So your family moved out here at some point? That's how you ended up in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in 98, mom got a calling from God that said you're moving to Central PA. Yeah. And she packed the whole family up. Yeah. And she moved out in 97. And then January 98, mom, uh, dad and I moved out here. He had no idea where we were moving to. But wow. we were just told you'll live somewhere in Central PA and Mom was told somewhere near St. James Church. Dad found us an apartment and then just realized over the hill from there was St. James. So we're like, all right, we're in the right spot. Wow. And it kind of all went from there. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool story. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot more details to it, obviously. Yeah, I'm sure, but yeah. But it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Siblings or are you in only? 
Now, I have an older brother older that, brother. Uh, yeah, it's his senior year of college is when we up and moved and said he had no idea where to have his diploma sent when he graduated because oh, okay. he didn't know where he lived. <laughs> Mom and dad sold the place and yeah. up and moved to central PA. He moved like, to Indiana. I'll pick it up. <laughs> well, he had no idea where to yeah. send his stuff because he went to school in West Virginia and okay. moved to Indiana right after school. Okay. And so like, he calls us and he's like, what's my address? Where am I having my mail sent? <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, oh, that. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. So what were you doing prior to doing what you're doing now, starting your businesses? Tell us yeah. you, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. you got your, your hands in a lot of different things. I do. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so currently I'm, let's see, I still have my concierge company that I started in 2019. Yeah. I uh, started that in mm-hmm. mid-2019. And then... Um, Mid 2020, I started a company with a couple other of real estate services folks in the area with uh, Greg Drake and Keith Bolash. Started Keys to Close, so we do real estate transaction coordination, and then also in conjunction with Greg and Derek Bixler, who's another builder in the area, we run a central PA support small business group yep. that. We put enough time into that it may as well be a job, but <laughs> at the same right? time, it's a volunteer effort. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are pretty much my. That's three really that times. group's really taken off. I mean, you, you guys it do a is. lot of neat things. That um, page is well visited and content yeah. constantly. It blows my mind that this group started. We actually looked at the date on it, March thirty first of last year. Yeah. Uh, Greg started the page. Yeah. And I jumped in not long after. Sure. And from that time till now, that's less than a year. We're at ten point four thousand people. Wow. And the engagement level is over 9,000 people. Oh, wow. Right. To have a group that successful that's so So it's not organic, only all the followers actually engaged in it. Right. Which is great. Yeah, that it's over 90% engagement is it blows my mind. I can't yeah. even... Yeah. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And I remember initially it was really a place, a good place for people to met about what was happening. Yeah, that it's... I think it started with the intent of getting people the information on... Uh, just the different services that were out there to help small business at the beginning of the pandemic and not understanding what was happening. Because at that time, things were changing day to day for businesses that you had no idea what help there was, how to navigate what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, And then obviously the rollings of, are you essential? Are you not essential? And that whole fun. Oh my. Yeah. So it started with just helping businesses from that side. And then it started just getting to be the local communities joining to be able to support these people and figure out how do I help the businesses around me survive. Right, right. And now it's grown into this beast that is amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, now people use it almost like a Yellow Pages or an Andy's List type of thing really where they do. hop in asking for recommendations. They need to know who they can get help from, you know, asking each other different business questions. Yeah. That it's really a go-to of its right. own sort. Right. And you guys are doing mixers all the time. Mm-hmm. Every other week weeks. I host a mixer. Um, Which is great. Yeah. In, a, in a business, in a local business. Yeah, I started them in June out in the parks because I wanted the stay-at-home parents to be, or the working parents that were home sure. with the kids, to be able to continue their businesses. And so I had them in the parks so that people could let their kids go play right. while they were networking. Yeah. And then once, uh, I guess it was, gosh, probably end of August that all of a sudden God was like, no, these need to go inside. Like yeah. help the small businesses drive business in the doors. Right. And so I was like, all right, guess this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's when we started just moving inside businesses that initially we 
targeted businesses that people may not walk through their doors otherwise, or they may yeah. not know they're even there. Yeah. And really trying to help them get their word out that they exist and they need to get help. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, so what were you doing prior to, to all of this? Um, I was in the insurance industry for almost 14 years. Okay. I was underwriting okay. the personal line side, just like your homeowners and auto and that yeah. stuff. And then I did uh, commercial claims adjusting. And in between the two, did some auto appraising. I got my appraiser's license. Okay. And yeah, so kind of dabbled in a whole bunch of different areas, but enough to give me a good knowledge and background on yeah. a lot of different areas in the insurance world and experience reading the contracts and yeah. all of that fun. Contracts, mm -hmm. lots of fun. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't <laughs> love regulation? <laughs> <laughs> so now you've got Task Christie, mm -hmm. you've got Keys to Close, mm -hmm. and you've got the Central PA Sports Small Business. That's great. Yeah. And you've got kids at home. Yeah, I had a six-year-old and eight-year-old and my husband. And, and your husband. Yep, and then trying to help life. the community outside of that and our yeah. church and everything else. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, it's busy, but it's rewarding. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure a lot of that kind of overlaps. So it's not like you're doing totally, completely different things. Yeah. yeah it probably make it a little more difficult if you had to do, like, i got to take off my, you know, whatever hat and put on mm -hmm. this other hat and totally change mindset and gears. It's, well, and I think it's a big piece for us was always our family becomes integrated in everything we do. Right. And from the time my husband and I met, that I yeah. think it was our first or second date that I said, listen, like, you stay with me. You're staying with my involvements, whether that's the yeah. charities I help with or whether that's, you know, the church or whatever. That, yeah. And he was like, cool, me, this, I'm the same way. So you kind of always have been that way, always involved in, mm -hmm. in something. Yeah, I don't sit well. Yeah, it's, yeah. I have to be doing yeah. something. So, yeah, yeah it's... We include the kids in all of our volunteer efforts. The kids help with some of the business stuff, and yeah. you know, we just all work together. So here's the thing, just as a point of observation, just yeah. from knowing you for a little while, is I think I think American culture glorifies being busy. That is accurate, right? I would I would think that you're probably a person who's actually busy, <laughs> but you don't come across as busy. You know, when yeah. we meet. And I assume that people who know you probably feel the same way. Yeah. We don't feel like Christy's got something else to do or mind somewhere else. You're always very here, present. I try to be very intentional with it. That I, Nine times out of ten, I try and put my phone in my pocket or in my purse or something so that it's not drawing my attention away. Yeah. I try to be with the person I'm with. And I block out Sundays. that I don't do any work on Sundays. Yeah. That is family time. Yeah. And so I... Try and make sure that every night when I'm putting the kids to bed, I don't have my phone out. Yeah. And every morning when I'm cooking breakfast for the whole family and we're sitting together eating breakfast and eating dinner, we have a no phones rule. That I try and be with the people I'm with because I maximize my time otherwise. Yeah. Are you up early? Are you an early riser? I am. Yeah. I am. Like it, It's sick. I really <laughs> wish I could sleep Is that more. alarm or is that you're just up? I'm naturally up early, but... Motherhood has forced me to be up even earlier because yeah. both of my kids are morning people. Okay. Even more so than me. Oh, wow. But my husband's a night person, so I try and squeeze my time in with him while we hang out after my brain turns off. We put on the TV and just sure. sit back. Yeah. But then 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock rolls around. I'm like, oh, I should go to bed because 5 o'clock my eyes will be open. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's so it's, crazy. I try to get no less than six hours if I can. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, so why did you decide to get out of uh, the insurance industry and gaining all that experience you gained and decided to be an entrepreneur? I did. Why? 
clearly insanity. But, <laughs> but beyond that, well, enough said. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Yeah. No, it's uh, so I had a lot of time in the industry, and I, the risk of sounding arrogant that I had done really well and performing well, and just always putting 110% into everything I did. Yeah. And I was rewarded very nicely for that. But unfortunately, I found myself at roughly 35 years old and stuck at the top of where I was going to go. Uh, there weren't other opportunities for me. Mm. And so I said, I can't max out my career at 35. Right. But then also, I was uh, at the time, I had already survived three downsizings. And that always lingers and is pushing on your brain and yep. kind of waking up every day going, is today a day another one hits? Right. And so kind of those pressures mixed with uh, – my dad was killed back in 2018 in a tractor-trailer accident. Mm. And at the time, I was investigating tractor-trailer claims every day and having to listen to the recorded statements of how those happened yeah. and all the details. And it just started weighing on me. And I was bringing work home yeah. every night, yeah. working long hours, putting the kids to bed while I was working. I was gone before they were awake. Um, and in at the office early, just trying to keep up with corporate demand that your salary and don't get rewarded extra for. Yeah. And so I said, this isn't the life I want. My goal has always been to be a great mom and a great wife. Yeah. Everything else comes second to that. There's some perspective for you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I said, you know what? Like, after I lost my dad, I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, what kind of life am I creating for my family? Yeah. So I said, I'm going to be in control of it now because, yeah. yeah, I can't do it. But what about the stability of a weekly paycheck? Yeah, that kind of, it, it's a concern. But yeah. at the same time, my life had to come first. Mm. That if I'm doing what I'm called to do yeah. and I'm going in the direction that I feel God's leading me, I've never suffered that right. it's, I have always been taken care of and we've always been able to meet our bills yep. as long as I'm doing what I'm called to do. Yep. And so it's when I ignore those that usually I feel more pain and struggle. And you just recently bought a house, right? We did. Not too long ago. Yeah, we doubled our square footage two months ago. So yeah. not only surviving, but thriving, I would say. Yes. So. Yeah. It's, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm very blessed to have a husband who sure. is very understanding of my adventures because yeah, yeah. he was not necessarily quite as entrepreneurial <clears throat> yes so he uh, he definitely looks after me and makes sure that i'm not going too far over the deep end yeah, but yeah yeah, it's, yeah what were some of the challenges for you in in getting off the ground you know i have this great idea for a concierge company you know. yeah it's well it's one of those that so you're sitting on the sidelines, and I don't know if you can relate or not, but as a mom, you're sitting on the sidelines. I can't and, relate to being a mom. No. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm on the ball field and helping to coach the teams and being involved and just kind of watching all the moms around me struggle. And so I said, if I'm struggling this badly, so are the other parents, especially because I know that I'm busy. Right. And so I said, you know what, I'm not going to have a plan B. I'm going to start my company with no clients, with no idea what I'm doing, no business background. I failed all my business courses in college, so I literally had no business background. This is a great idea. What could go wrong? Right, exactly. <laughs> yes, clearly yeah. success. Yeah. So I said, you know, I'm just going to hustle. I have to figure out how to make it work for my family. Mm -hmm. And so the struggle was just coming into it with no knowledge. And so I just started finding every good business podcast that I could. And I started binging them. And so a whole way to work, a whole way home. Yeah. You know, while I was putting the kids to bed, while I was driving places during the day, like yeah. while I was sitting at the office and just 
had them playing in the background. Sure. That I just binged every business podcast to give myself knowledge. Yeah. I hope somebody's binging this one right now. It's right. <laughs> Quality. Quality. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and just starting to like read more and trying to boost my own education. But what I found in a lot of it was the information was good, but I already had all the knowledge. I just didn't have the confidence mm. and I didn't necessarily have, I just didn't have the direction that right. I needed. Yeah. And so going with those podcasts and the <clears throat> books and surrounding myself with other entrepreneurs, suddenly I was like, yeah. oh, you know what? I can do this. Okay. It's, I may not have all the answers, right? but I know what I'm doing. Right. As long as I follow my intuition. Sure that I didn't realize was as natural as it was. There's a confidence piece there. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. So huge. Realizing that, yeah, yeah. yeah I can do this. Right. And that's, I mean, I grew up with my parents having businesses and stuff, but yeah. nothing that was bigger scale. My parents had a flower shop growing up, yeah. but you know, my mom was in the insurance industry with me that she was there for 30 some years. And my wow. parents always had side hustles of some sort, right. but it was like we delivered phone books together. It wasn't right, sure. let me stop everything to start a company. Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, it's just playing into it as best you can and following your intuitions to make it work yeah, and yeah. talking to everybody. Well, so that's another thing. You are an expert connector. Anytime we've met or talked, and you invariably the question comes up, have you met no. <laughs> such and such? That would be a great contact for you. I'm just so impressed by that because it's not it's not the most natural thing for people. So being an expert connector, as I will call you, as I will label you, how has that benefited you in this in this process? And, and was it always natural for you? So I will say that I never saw myself as a connector, but apparently I'm told that that is like my identity is that I am a community connector to yeah. the point where I've now changed my Facebook label as being community connector okay. almost as a joke yeah. because it, I don't think about it. Yeah. It's just something that I do yeah. because I was raised to believe that you help everyone around you right? and not everyone's going to know everyone. There's how many billion of people on this I planet, know, that, but we all have something different to offer. Sure. And you don't know when that next person that you meet is the person that maybe you have another business idea with. Maybe right. they're struggling and need you. Right. You don't know what connection someone yeah. else has or what their gifts are. So I just, I try and be very mindful of who I'm with and then think creatively on how I can help them. Because it's not even just about the industry that they're in, but maybe it's the conversation we're having that strays somewhere else that is a conversation we're meant to have. Right. And so it's how can I help them in that part of their life mm -hmm. or in their business? Or maybe it's helping them to think differently about their business or their industry that they never thought about a type of connection they could make. Right. And so it's just become second nature, just meeting with someone and saying, oh, well, you really need to be friends with this person. And I was blessed with the ability to remember names well. And so I so just... So key. It is. It is that I... And I connect people with what they do with those names. Mm -hmm. And so I can walk up to someone and say, oh, okay, yeah, you need to talk to yeah. this person. They're with this company. This is what they do. And that's everybody's favorite word is their own name. Oh, absolutely it is. <laughs> it's, it lights them up. Yeah, yeah. They're like, Chris, you remember my name. That's so great. Well, and then when you email them after, because I'm really big on warm connections, yeah. I don't like just giving someone a name. I would much rather email you and CC that person yeah. and say, hey, you two need to be friends. Yep. 
and let them take it from there and put the responsibility on them to make their own connection. Yep. Then just say, here, call this person, tell them I said hi. Yep. That feels so cold. Yep. And I'm having lunch on Monday with the guy you introduced me to. See, so. That's perfect. Yep. Yeah. That's, I just think we can all help each other. Absolutely. And everyone does better when you know the right people. Yep. And you don't know who the right people are until you talk to them. Right. 100%. So, yeah. And luckily, I was smart enough to start saving everyone on my phone. So I always have their contacts <laughs> available. And But my phone list is now ridiculously long. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yes. Uh, looking back over the last two years, two three years that you kind of gotten started here, mm-hmm. anything you do differently? Anything you'd advise yourself? Um, if you could talk to your former self and say, <laughs> talk to my past. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a firm believer in not regretting anything or second guessing your past just because of the lessons that you learn from it yeah. and the person it's made you become. Probably the part that I would caution myself on is I am an overly trusting person mm. and I am overly giving, which unfortunately also comes into play with that whole connector piece Sure. that I'm so willing to help other people. I sometimes sacrifice myself in that process. Right. Um, so I would say that's probably a big piece of it, that and just careful who I'm trusting. And maybe vet people a little better mm. when it comes to my own, it just my own trust levels with them. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, I've only had one person that I've got sort of burnt with. And it was. Is that in the sense that they took advantage of you? Um, it was someone I looked to for mentorship. Okay. That when I was implementing my own thoughts and ideas, uh, they interpreted that as their thoughts and ideas oh. that then because it became almost a competition for them of oh. me starting to see quick success from their perspective, even though I busting my tail behind the scenes, sure. that they, they turned around and were threatening legal action against me because oh, wow. of my own ideas right. and my own hustle. Yeah. Yeah. So it just things like that, that I, I probably should have looked a little closer into that mentorship prior right. to committing to it. But at the same time, it's taught me so much that I don't know if I would redo it right? or not redo it. Yeah. Yeah. What is that saying? There's a saying that I love. It's, uh, I never lose. I either win or learn. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you didn't lose in that situation. You learned something. I don't see anything as a failure. Right. Everything in life is teaching me something. So it serves a purpose. And if it serves a purpose, it's not a failure. Well, failure are the stones on which success is built. That's exactly right. So, yeah, it all makes me a better person. It makes me a better human, a better business owner, a better mom. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So tell me, what are your clients, how do they benefit from hiring you? In any, in any of those <laughs> things you have your hands in. <laughs> all of my worlds are connected from the standpoint that I, I pride myself on giving people back their lives and giving them time. Hmm. Because time is so valuable. Money can be created, lost remade time is the one thing we can't create more of most precious commodity absolutely so if through almost all of my efforts it's all the ability for people to be able to either outsource or connecting people that they can outsource to yeah because if they can multiply their efforts by having someone else do it possibly even at a better job than they are doing currently just because of their own demands right or maybe it's just not their skill set that why not outsource that and be able to maximize your own time or suddenly create the time for your family that you're lacking. Right. So there, 
I'm not sure. I haven't fully thought this thought out, so we'll see how this goes. But going back to this conversation about busyness being kind of a badge of honor yeah. in American culture, you seem to take away those uh, busy work aspects of a lot of people. So I think that's mm-hmm. what you were just saying, right? Yeah. Free up their time. Mm-hmm. But for you, it doesn't seem to, to be busy work. And I don't yeah. know if that's just a function of being organized or if, and I think this is what I was getting to, it's the headspace of the busy work. I think a lot of mm-hmm. time, and I'm guilty of this, it's it's the headspace of knowing I have things to do that sometimes gets me stuck in a position that I, f- I feel like I'm so busy when when it's really it's really not necessarily not not putting down like all the work that you do because there's definitely work to be done. Yeah. But it's kind of like if you just get it done, right? Then you can free up the headspace. It's funny. There's this almost a paradox that happens with people that if you have something that you have to do because you have some sort of emotional connection to it, whether you realize it or not, then you're associating an extra level of almost like drama associated yeah. with it. Yeah. And then that starts to build in your own head versus handing it off to someone else that I have no emotional attachment to what they do. My attachment is to the person. And so they can hand off their work to me and I get it done efficiently because I'm not thinking about all of the extra emotions that go with it. Yeah. And I can check it off. I feel good about my to-do list being finished. Right. They feel good because suddenly that's the thing they've been dwelling on that's keeping them up at night when... For me, it's just yeah. a thing to do. It's not. Yeah, that's a really interesting psychological phenomenon. How we attach emotions to tasks, to things, yeah, to a simple to-do list. Right. But yeah, but yeah. you start dwelling on how long that's going to take, yeah. what interruption that creates in your schedule, yeah. blocking out time for it. And, oh my goodness. Okay, what if something else happens? Or I have to be in the right headspace to do that. <clears throat> or even just the 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 feeling of have, having having things to do hanging over your. Yeah. That's where I, that's my headspace. Like I have stuff to do and it's always on my head. And the overwhelm that comes from that, the anxiety that comes from it. And then that all starts to reflect on the people around you and those relationships. And your quality of work. Exactly. Right. So if your work is suffering and your relationships are suffering, all because of a simple to-do list that most things I do, people can do for themselves. It's the fact that taking those off of their plates frees them up to be so much more successful. Yeah in all areas of their life, right? that it's not about the thing, it's about the time and yeah. the quality of life. 100%. Yeah. That's so good. I'm glad we hashed that out. <laughs> yeah, this is just psychology. One yeah, one. that's <laughs> it. That's it. We're just working through it. Right. <laughs> what, do you, uh, what do you feel is the biggest misconception about being a business owner? The thing that most people don't understand about being a business owner. I think it's twofold. So I think there's the people who are in the entry point that maybe I think they probably downplay what the effort is going to have to be in it and the amount of people skills that they're going to need to be successful. Mm -hmm. That not every, not every company is going to have to have the people skills, but I would say probably 99% it's going to come down to relationships and the people you know and the people that you're willing to connect to and the effort you put into that. And so I think a lot of new business owners or people who are prospective entrepreneurs are, they probably downplay that side. The people who are in it, um, I think a lot of times that they 
they sometimes miss that there's life going on outside their business. And that's its own challenge. Yeah. They have to remember that just because that's your passion doesn't mean it's the passion of everyone around you. Right. And it's, I got stuck in that trap myself until when I was laying in bed and I looked at my husband. And I said, you know what? I apologize. I said, I've really screwed this up. I said, you know, I projected my passions and my excitement and all of that onto you and expected you to be equally as excited. I said, so I've been interpreting that as you not being supportive when this whole time you're really supporting me completely right. to get off the ground. Right. And so I said, you know, I apologize for, for putting that on you because yeah. that wasn't fair. Yeah. And it just improved our relationship tenfold. Yeah. But it was one of those, I had to sit back and go, okay, every conversation I'm having with people is about my business, but it's not about what they care about. Right. And yeah. so I really had to change my own mental frame of mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I have this conversation a lot with, with people getting into real estate who are interested in getting into a real estate career who are brand new, you know, agents just getting in and just getting yes. getting off the ground and or even, even maybe more so I'm having this conversation with agents that have been in the business maybe a year or two, and they've got some deals under their belt. <clears throat> and the, one of the biggest things they don't, they didn't anticipate is um, how much they, they play therapist sometimes in, the, yes. in, in being real estate agents, uh, the levels of stress sometimes they have to deal with, mm-hmm. you know, I think. I blame everything on HGTV, and I've probably said that in so many episodes, but it's so true that, uh, you know, you just see this glamorous side of, mm-hmm. of business sometimes. I'm using real estate because it's the business I'm in, but I think it's any any business ownership type of thing. You know, people want to, dealing with this with my with my oldest daughter and her boyfriend, they want to be, you know, entrepreneurs, and entrepreneur is kind of a sexy word right now, and yes. you want to be your own boss, and I've said this so many times. People think they're good at being their own boss, but you're not always good at being your own employee. Yes. Who's, who's mm-hmm. setting the hours? Who's setting the structure? It's you. And then, you know, the people that you know and the people that you have to build relationships with mm-hmm. is so, so, so key, so important. It is. It is. And I think, uh, I think that's one of those few pieces that I would tell anybody before they even start looking at getting into business. It's important to have the legalities lined up. It's important to have sure. the accounting ends lined up. Yep. But it's equally as important to have your network started. Yeah. Because if you don't have those people behind you, entrepreneurship yep. can be a lonely, lonely island. It's almost like the legalities and that stuff is the easy part. Yes. Right? Because that's, I mean, there's stuff, there's legalities certainly that happen throughout the course of, of business in mm-hmm. time. But, you know, the setup is the easy part. That's, yeah. that's almost a, like a one-time thing and. It's a paper transaction. You move on. Yeah. 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 It's the people the around The people you. part of it is it's, constant. It's daily. Yeah. yeah. It's, and I found that even on the concierge side, that I was prior to working with small businesses like I do now, or with realtors and just professionals, I was previously working on more of a personal level and helping people with their homes. And yeah, after a loved one passed away, helping to deal with all of that stuff. Uh, just helping them manage their daily schedules and whatnot. But I found myself playing therapist more and more because yeah. you're dealing with household income. How do we spend our money as a family? Yeah. Is this worth putting our money into? That's the same as for entrepreneurs. That is it worth me putting my money into hiring someone? Right. It, do I want to manage my expenses in that way? And so you really have to have the mindset going into it that it's not, they always say it's not personal in business, but it's not personal about you getting hired or not getting hired they have to deal with their own demons of that control side and having the 
having the ability to outsource mentally, not just financially. Yeah, that's good. So tell me about some of, uh, you kind of briefly mentioned it, some of your other work in the community, as if there's more, you know, well, maybe just talk about why it's important to you. Why is it so important for you to be so involved in your community? So we were brought up that you take care of your community. You take care of those around you, right? And so for, for me, the people around me, they need to survive if the whole community is going to do well, right? And so that goes beyond just your neighbors physically next door. It goes to your entire community because they're the ones there helping to coach your kids. They're the ones there hiring your kid when they need their first job. They're the ones that are there printing the uniforms or they're the ones that are supporting the band or whatever it is that they are helping to keep our communities alive mm-hmm. because their individual businesses are surviving. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's hard for me sometimes to be able to support the community as much as I would like to just because of our eating style or because I value cooking meals at home for our family and everyone sitting down to eat every night together as opposed to uh, being able to go out. But that also has probably helped me save some of the money we do. But, (laughs) But, I mean, beyond that, it's being able to help those businesses that then you don't realize how much community support they're providing because they have their cleaning staff. They have the people that clean their mats and their uniforms. They have the people who are providing them stationery, that all the extra products. Yeah. That those all have a chain reaction of being able to support other industries and the trucking industries and the different plants and manufacturing spots. And it all comes back around. And whenever they're all surviving and doing well, then suddenly you're bringing in better industries. You're bringing in better you know, companies to your area that are going to pay better or they're yeah. going to have a sort of pride in the community. You know, Keep your parks cleaner. Keep your taxes low. You know, help to raise your house values. You know, there's lots of good things that happen when the community is thriving. Yeah. It's, I mean, I look at the township I live in, and we haven't had a tax increase in our township in 44 years. Wow. Right. That's phenomenal planning. That right. I'm sure some of it is maybe happenstance, but yeah, at the same yeah. time, they have been very intentional about the business growth in our community. And if we don't foster those relationships right. and we don't keep those businesses afloat, right. then what happens? Yeah. You know, taxes go up, property values drop. Good stewardship of money, too. Absolutely. Sticking to the budget. And, yeah, and mm-hmm. then what happens whenever those people have to leave town? You have all the blight that comes from it, yeah. and you start to end up with increased crime rates. Yeah. and. Yeah. You know, there's so many negative impacts that can happen. So if you take care of your neighbors, take care of your community, give back, you know, you're given 24 hours in a day. That doesn't mean you just spend that all making money. Maybe it's all spent as a way of serving others and you yeah. just happen to have an income associated with part of that time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more than the money. It's more, it's about the people. Sure. So I'll ask you this question, but then I want to I want to I want to throw you a curveball okay. and see see what your answer is. But so if you could only recommend one book to me, what what would that book be? Oh, that's so tough. Could be fiction or nonfiction, doesn't matter. Could be just something. Hey, you'd really enjoy this. Yeah, right now I'm so stuck on Atomic Habits. Okay. I started at the beginning of this year, finished it pretty quickly, read it through again, just because. Of the efficiency they create. Yeah. Um, Who's the author? Atomic Habits. Uh, James Clear, I believe. James Clear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I'm sure the concept is based on a few other books that are out there that um, they're on my reading list. I'm trying to do 21 books in 2021, so that's 
that was number one on my list. Nice discipline right there. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I do when I put the kids to bed now at night. I have my little book light, and I lay on the floor in their bedroom, and I yeah. sit there and get my uh, at get least 20 minutes of reading in and try and buzz through them as much as I can. But that's, uh, yeah, start my day with my Bible reading in the morning, get yeah. my business in at the end of the day, and yeah. I feel like I'm complete then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's, but the lessons in the book are very, very good from just getting a good amount of snippets that you can apply as you're reading it. Okay. Yeah. Atomic habits. Mm -hmm. So my, my curveball question is, um, so somebody wrote a book about your life mm -hmm. or you wrote an autobiography. What's the title? That is a curveball. <laughs> my goodness. Jeez, John. Um, I would say it would probably be a toss-up between expect the unexpected. Okay. Or. I like that. Uh, it's all about people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those would probably be my, my tagline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Good. That one's so hard. You handled that pretty well. I've, stu I've stumped a lot of people with that question. They're like, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's I, I just, it's one of those that if you don't, uh, the expect the unexpected just comes from the you have to take advantage of every opportunity that comes because you don't know what else right. is behind it. Right. And if it's an opportunity in front of you, it's there for a reason, whether it's to teach yeah, a discipline that's, or opportunity. So that's an interesting take, right? Yeah. So um, when do you know? whether an opportunity that pops up in front of you is an opportunity you should actually take, or is it a, maybe a test? Maybe you can think of it that way. A shiny like, object. How committed are you really to the thing that you're doing? Yeah. You know, how quickly are you going to bail because just because mm -hmm. there's another opportunity? So it's, I don't know if you've read 10X at all. It's a Grant Cardone book. No. The 10X rule is, uh, I'm in the middle of his book right now and it, uh, I feel like the one principle in it was so, it was the best thing I found so far to define my philosophy on it. Okay. That if you are committed enough to what you're doing and you're focused enough on your project, yeah. like whatever that is, whether that's your business, whether that's something you're trying to accomplish, if you're focused on that enough, then you don't even notice those shiny objects. Mm. That if it's a true opportunity that fits into what you're doing, mm. then you notice it, mm. right? If it's just something that is speckles of distraction, sure, you're so focused it doesn't matter. Mm. But if it's something that you are not constantly in that flow state, if it's something that you're not trying to actually push hard on, then you're going to start looking at all the distractions around you that could draw your attention, and whether that's cheap and easy money somewhere, right. or whether that's cheap and easy opportunities, right? you start to see those pieces come up more and more. And I kind of think of it as the whole, like, if I'm looking to buy a Honda, I notice Honda's everywhere. Right. If yeah. I'm looking for distractions, they're going to be there. That's a good take. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, all right. Well, one bit of advice that you might give somebody who's thinking about starting a business or starting a project. Yeah. What's, what's the one thing that they really need to think about if they haven't thought about it? I would say it would probably be connect with your local community. And I know that probably sounds cheesy just yeah. with everything else I've already said, but you're going to get so much good guidance yeah. and insight. Obviously you take everyone's advice with a grain of salt because it's coming from their perspective and their sure. experience. But I mean, if you want to start into an industry, so many times people are willing to mentor you from a unofficial mentorship side, but they'll grab coffee with you. Then give you a couple tidbits of information. Right. I just take advantage of those yeah. and try and gain all the free insight that you can 
and then just network your rear yeah. end off. Well, cool. Um, how can people get in touch with you? I know you're active on social media. Tell the people yeah. where to find you. Yeah, so I'm on Facebook at Task Christie, T-A-S-K-R-I-S-T-I, or at Keys to Close, where Keys number two, Close. Uh, and then on Instagram for Task Christie, and I have a LinkedIn page. Beyond that, I haven't dabbled too much in the uh, young whippersnapper technologies of TikTok no and TikToks. some of these Snapchats. And I What's the newest one that just, uh, this? it's invite only. Clubhouse. Clubhouse, thank mm -hmm. you. Derek Clubhouse is trying is his hardest to get me into Clubhouse. Yeah. That's pretty much all he wants to talk to me about right now. Oh, he's in it though, right? Oh, he's he's in starting the boards and... Can he just invite you? I thought it was just... He has the invite, but you have to have an iPhone to be able to oh, have it. Okay. And we are a very Android family. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... We can't be friends anymore. I know, right? <laughs> this relationship is yeah, over. Yeah, this is over. It's done. <laughs> Yeah, he's on a mission to find me an old iPhone okay. just so I could have it only for that purpose. I'm like, Derek, you're a little crazy, but I love you. This is my clubhouse phone. Yeah. So it happens when you have business partners that are mixed across the board. Yeah. yeah that's funny. Yeah. And of course, Central PA supports small business. They can find yes. it there. Because you're always posting yeah. on there. Yeah, it's uh, one of the three, I guess there's multiple admins, one of the three leaders on the page yeah. at this point that... Yeah. Yeah, we have some really cool stuff coming out that if anyone is a small business owner or just wants to support their community, yeah. I highly recommend join the group. It's, yeah, it's, it's just group. Central PA Support Small Business. And, and your mixers are always well attended. They are, yeah. yeah usually somewhere between 20 and 50 people yeah, at pretty much every mixer. It's all based on the size of the facility sure. and depending on how many people are allowed to have out at places right. with whatever's happening pandemic-wise. Sure. But yeah, it's, I think I have like 27 people signed up for next week. So. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's exciting watching them grow and meet new people that I didn't even know were in the community. Yeah. Yeah. So the COVID numbers keep going down in Pennsylvania. So uh, open those doors, man. Open those open. doors. <laughs> right. <Open. laughs> cool. Well, good job, Christy. I think that was, that was great. I really enjoyed that conversation. I hope you all are taking something from what Christy had to share. I feel motivated and feel smarter after that. Remember to connect with Christy on social or at one of her many events. If you need to make a connection with anyone in the business community, I'm sure Christy can connect you with someone. If you need concierge-level service for personal business matters or if you're in real estate and need someone to help get you organized, give Christy a call. I'd love to connect with you as well uh, on social media or in person, hopefully soon. Uh, we can certainly connect on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn and anywhere that you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the list goes on. Uh, my quote for today's episode was pretty easy for me to find, uh, but it's by Zig Ziglar, uh, the great uh, salesman and, uh, and motivator. And that quote is, you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough people get what they want. Thank you.